Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is John Harvey, and I'm your host of the Modern Conservative Podcast here in the great state of Utah. Um, today is the last podcast day of the week, and before I go, I want to mention or give a shout out to a friend of mine. I did it last week, but I think I kind of butchered it. So I'm going to try to do a better job today. And um, the name of the company is Moosehead Hunting, Moosehorn Hunting, and it's a buddy of mine. Um, who is a current, he was a Howard Patrolman up until a few weeks ago. Now he's moved on to bigger and better things. And he's now sheriff of a particular county, or actually chief of police in a certain um, city in this great state of Utah. Um, Moosehorn Hunting is a clothing and apparel company. And let me tell you, some of the clothing, or actually all the clothing, are actually fantastic. Now, I haven't got my share of them yet, but I will tell you this. Um, from looking at the website, and the website is moosehornhunting.com, moosehornhunting.com, and uh, go there, check it out, look at the great products that he's offering on on the uh, website, and there's a 25% discount. So run there right now, don't walk, take a look at it, you can always listen to me later. Shop until you can drop, and uh, let me know the how you like the, the apparel. Today, I have a guest on, um, a good friend of mine from the state of Utah. She lives in the state of Utah. Her name is Betty Young. Betty, how are you doing? Very well, thank you, and thank you for having me. So, Betty, my understanding, you're running for the Senate seat here in Utah. What district is that? District 6. District six. So, Betty, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you are running and what can you do for the great state of Utah? Thank you. That's so as you can hear, um, I wasn't born and raised in Utah and not even close. So <laughs> I was born and raised in Italy. And but I call Utah home since 1998, which, you know, <laughs> I'm not exactly young. <laughs> uh, and I love Utah. Utah is a very beautiful state. I mean, we have beautiful mountain. The people are generally nice and uh, I really like. But I decided mm -hmm. to run because uh, unfortunately in the, the past, in the few, you know, lately, there are laws and, and things that I don't like it. And as a parent, as a, as a citizen, I, I want to change it. So I want to, that's it. You know, but it, as far as some of the laws and some of the things that are going on in the state that are gone crazy or absolutely ludicrous, I completely agree with you. I really do. Because, you know, Utah is a beautiful state. But the problem <laughs> is bad people are trying to take over. Yes. And you know what? The thing that actually is concerning me the most, uh, that uh, so uh, Italy is a beautiful country, but the problem mm -hmm. is socialist country. And uh, people that are not socialists, they don't understand how socialism actually works. Mm -hmm. When you hear the word, you know, socialism, you say something that you may be in a history book. But the problem is when you have... Um, laws that tend to be more socialist socialistic then it comes attached with um problems 
And I see, unfortunately, that, you know, for example, let me, let's talk about parental rights. And, mm-hmm. and that's a big issue. And, uh, and we are, we as a parents, we as a society, we are losing our freedom, our parental rights, and our, like even our freedom of speaking or like saying what we actually think and believe. And I think this is very important that uh, everybody understand that um, we need to fight for our freedom. Is it, a, is it amazing that nowadays here in Utah, or even the federal government, that uh, there there's so many things that they can come after us, but they yeah. choose to come after our children. <laughs> you know, because, you know, when I was in so Italy, as you, I don't know if you have studied this in history, the fascist regime, when, mm-hmm. when they were implementing, you know, we, they, before, the war, before the fascist, there was like, a, um, you know, the king and everything. When the fascist, the fascist regime actually came in, into places in Italy, they were actually targeting children. They were trying to, you know, have them um, dress in a certain way. Like the, the the learning school was specific, and to promote propaganda for the regime. And even though with some, you know, something maybe different, but I see similarity. See, I was. I was so fortunate to actually grow up in a family with my grandparents and my granddad from my mother's side, he fought in the second world war against the fashion and the Nazi. And growing up, I can tell you that the story that he told me, um, I see so many similarity because if you think about John, if you're able to control the children, you control the future. And that is, and me as a parent, um, I I want to be able to um, to decide for the well-being of my kids. Mm-hmm. One an entity such the state that they say, "Oh, I know best for the children." I gave birth to my children. I was with my children when you know at night they were sick or like the reci- the, for the recital, for the ups and down. And I know that in life there are exceptions, but for the most part. Uh, parents love their children and i i believe that they should be a big part of the children not the state i can you know and it's funny thing is that you would have thought these people would have realized that they would wake up the mama bears in the state and around the countries because uh kids are our most 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 precious um things that we can ever give to this world but at the same time, we'll give you our children, but we'll protect them with our lives and say, when we say give them their children, they will grow and be future leaders. Yeah. That's what I mean by give them to the world so they can grow and become something. And nowadays, the teaching of, for example, SEL and CRT, it's no longer about teaching our kids about the real history, you know, no. or math, because math now is racist, you know, no. or I our daughter's not been. Um, accosted by transgenders in the locker room, you know? So we're supposed to, as parents, succeed to what these weirdos believe and say, hey, let us have your children. Let us teach your children. Let us give you a curriculum that teach your children that one is an oppressor and one is 
and oppressed. Give me your thoughts and your thoughts on CRT and SEL here in Salt Lake. Yes. So not many people know because, you know, um, I didn't put actually on the website, but in Italy, I am actually an elementary teacher. I can teach from first grade to fifth grade. And when I was studying to become an elementary teacher, I had studied uh, child psychology, child development, and, you know, pedagogy, the way you actually teach children. And from my days, I mean, the study of child development, we learned, me and my class, that children they they have not uh, developed their you know their brain completely full development so for me the the thought that uh, they're trying to install in the children that they can change who they are they can change what, i mean like everything at such a young age because I remember from when I was a little kid, and probably you, John, when I was a little kid, I remember I, I was watching, you know, this, I'm a 70 girl, you know, and mm-hmm. then there was like the bionic woman or the six yep. million dollars. I don't know if you <laughs> yeah. remember. Right? Oh, yeah. And Steve Austin. Exactly. <laughs> and so <laughs> when you're a little kid, you pretend to be the superhero that you see on TV. and. Right. But, you know, the parents, they were able to, you know, when I was a little girl, my parents say, okay, this is, you know, fantasy, but reality is different. And for the well-being of the child. Nowadays, instead, we are trying to, you know, I don't know, confuse our children. And But the problem is that the decision that they want to have the children make at such a young age can actually impact the future. And that is absolutely, I am against. Absolutely. Because, um, you know, I don't have any problem if somebody wants to be transgender or wanted to be gay. But the problem is that I don't I don't like that it's been forced to young children. If somebody over the age of 18 decided to do whatever they want to do, I'm okay because they're adults. But to push this on children um, that, that the science said that their brain is not fully developed. So they cannot make decisions. I mean, we are, so we have children, not children, people, they're not able to vote until they're 18. People, they they cannot go to war until they're 18. People cannot drink until they're 21. But you can start having hormones to change your body when you're not even 18. It does not make any logical sense. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting that you say that because I completely agree with that. Because you know, as in, you know, when a child reaches eighteen, he becomes an adult. I would simply say, allowing ch- a child to make a decision whether he wants to become a transgender or start taking home hormones is probably one of the most complicated decisions that individual will have to make in their entire life, and they won't allow them to do it at the age of six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. It's 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 absolutely. I was watching a video um, a few days ago that uh, um, there was I think it was a lady that uh, she said that she actually regretted to actually have, you know, starting changing with hormones before she was 18. But in England, they have done a study that they the people actually um, did the transgender change like, you know, they were transitioning, this is the word, they regretted 
later on. Because if you, I mean, I can see for myself, or maybe maybe you, you can tell me by yourself, John, I am a different person than I when I was 30, 20, and mm. a completely different person than when I was like, you know, uh, six, seven, 10, 15. And the fact that uh, we are making children decide for something that they will impact their life when science said their mind is not fully developed i mean i think it's a crime i really do it is i I mean to me it's a form of child abuse it is whether it's the physician whether it's the physician whether it's the parents somebody needs to pay the price for what happens down the line because i truly believe you know, at some point in time, if you're giving the child permission to make a decision that only an adult should do after he's 18 years old, somebody should financially and maybe maybe um, get, you know, prison time. I just think, you know, people, it's a slap on a wrist for people to say, hey, I'm going to give my kid ch- a puberty, block, puberty blockers. And yeah. then uh, that child's said 19 says i never wanted this i was a kid well the damage is done the uh, damage is done yeah ahead, once it's done it's done you know uh, you know i honestly think that uh, uh, we as a parents uh, i'm a mom my job as a parent is to protect my children and i know that uh, you if I say something different from the mainstream, I'm going to be called a bigot, a racist, uh, you name it. Yep. I, mean, I have been called so many yep. names that sometimes I even had to to look up what the, mean, the meaning of that word was. <laughs> no, these people do not Google it because I, got, I, I was shocked with <laughs> the name that I was called. But, but I'm a parent and I don't care. My job is to protect my children. And the thing that actually upsets me the most, John, is that uh, in school, there is like, if a child, uh, you know, uh, think that maybe he's confused and want to change or whatever, the school will not inform the parent. I mean, mm-hmm. and this is absolutely wrong. I mean, as a parent, I have right. When somebody, I mean, if somebody, if anything happened to my child and the school say, oh, you know, you know, we, we, we will not say anything to the parents because we need to protect the, the child. But from who? Mm-hmm. From the parent? Because they say, and then they get, they, they usually say, but, you know, because there are parents that they can be, they can retaliate to the children. And this was my response. You cannot deprive a parent from parental rights because in order for you to do that, you need to prove in a court of law that that parent could be a danger for the kid. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you deprive the parent from the parental rights. You know, there's a lot of things in this world I don't get right now. Sometimes I think I'm a decently, relatively smart individual. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, the bottom line is we have to fight the system when it comes to our children. And you know what? And I, there's a lot of people will say that, you know, you guys are conspiracy theorists. You know what? Look what's, how the world is changing to, what, to, to the conspiracies now. The things that 
two years ago, we said it was a conspiracy or everyone said it was a conspiracy. Now it's, it's holding true. Um, I think my next question is this, because we have a half an hour, but I want to kind of cover a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what district are you running in, Betty? So I am running for um, uh, Utah Senate District 6, which includes District 6. District 6. And the city, the boundary is a little, uh, little uh, crazy. So Amos or Syracuse, a part of like the West Layton and mm-hmm. the West part of uh, Caseville, a part of Clearfield, West Point, and a teeny tiny part of Clinton. So it's a little... Um, it's a little um, weird how they did the boundaries, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to send a message that uh, you know that we need to, as a parent, we need um, not just as a parent, we as citizen, we need to stand for what we believe is right. Just because you know maybe the Democrats on the left, the left are more you know they're louder. It shouldn't scare us. Because if we don't fight for our children, for who are we fighting for? I... You know, the Democrats, mm-hmm. the Democrats do one thing, Wells. Well, mm-hmm. they will call you out and then they will dare you to say something about it. They would dare you to do something about it. Because then when you say something, they're going to call you either a racist, a homophobe, a xenophobe, a freak, or far-right Nazi, you know, something... Uh, to that order. But the problem is that the Republicans, they know this, so they cower to it and say absolutely nothing, get stomped on like an ant. You know, I have been called much worse. (laughs) So so, so that one is actually, okay, you're nice. (laughs) An immigrant, uh, I have been through the immigration process, John, and back in my days when I went through the immigration pro- process, I have been treated, I think, worse than a dog. Actually, animals right now, they're treated much better than when I was treated. So, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Because, you know, people see racism is not just how the color of the skin is. Racism comes in all color, all races, all genders, and just because you know, I, I, I look white. I'm, I'm, I'm white. Does not necessarily mean that I did not experience racist. I did not experience, you know, right. being mean or whatever. But the, the problem is, um, like, like, like I said before, they can say whatever they want to say. I mean, freedom of speech is. I am entitled to say what I believe. And I am entitled to protect my family. I'm entitled to protect my children. They will, they can call me a uh, racist. I am not. They can call me xenophobe. I mean, I, I'm an immigrant. I mean, xenophobe? I mean, it's like, it's like are, you, are you deaf? I mean. <laughs> but. Well, that's like, they, you know, you say people call you so many names. Well. They've called me so many names. I actually forgot my name now because uh, it changes so often. Well, you, <laughs> do you do you care what other people call oh, you or about you? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Okay. Anyone who knows me, I don't yeah. care what people think. I'm not that emotional guy. You know, Utah, we have what's called, I call them SCR, 
mm-hmm. social emotion politicians. Mm-hmm. They vote based on emotions, based on that they may get their feelings, based on they may be called racist. And that's what we don't need. We need people that says, you can call me what you want, but I believe what I believe. Yes, exactly. You can call me what you want. I don't care. Exactly. Especially because, you know, um, I, I'm, I want to, I wanna, you know, I'm running for Utah State Senate, this is six. Mm-hmm. I want to do something good. And no, so. no career politician, if if I'm getting in and then after four years, people don't want me in, I'm okay. I actually like my life. You know, it's when somebody goes to politics for the right reason, it's not like this glamorous thing. Oh my gosh, I'm going to feed the photographer here, the newspaper here. No, it's going to be a battle. Usually the stream media, they're going to trust your name. They're going to say, if you don't say, if you if your thought is not in line with their agenda, then you become you become the you in general like me you become the problem you become like you said the racist the xenophobes the person the weirdo whatever just because I think different I mean and I don't care I'm protecting my children my children's future my grandchildren's future and. See, this is the good part of being born and raised in Italy. You can call me any name. (laughs) Amen. Um, You know, I've said to politicians before, even in either either in person or on the show, I've said, listen, once you get in the office, your re-election would be the easiest thing you've ever done when you do your job correctly for the people. Mm -hmm. Because the people don't want you out of office. All you have to do is go to Washington or the Utah Senate or the House of Representatives here, whether federal or state, and just do your job. And I've said this to many politicians. We don't care how many times you're in office. We want you in office. We don't want you to have term limits when you're doing good things. Term limit comes about when a politician is there to make millions and millions and millions of dollars and absolutely do nothing for their constituents. So that's my take on uh, politicians and term limits because term limits is never going to happen. It's going to be voluntarily up to the politician or the people. Um, secondly, you mentioned immigration. Give me your thoughts on immigration. Today's immigration. Yes. So immigration. So because I, I'm an immigrant, right? I'm a first generation. Right. Um, people have this misconception that uh, um Immigration, I mean, people, there is different, different reasons why people immigrate to another state. But the fact that, uh, you know, the Democrats said we need to, like, open border, it's absolutely nutty. Because even President Obama said that, you know, we cannot, it's not sustainable. And I'm not saying this because I am mean to the other people, because I am myself. But we need to have borders. We need to have secure borders. And this is actually crucial for the well-being of the state. Being uh, And the people that I know that are immigrants like myself, that they came to this country in a legal way, they agree with me. The only people that don't agree are the criminals. <laughs> because <laughs> everybody else, <laughs> it does not make sense. But... I mean, look, you know, immigration can be done properly, and that's coming through the right door. Yes. The problem is, and here's the thing, 
you know, if the government would say, hey, all you guys that are immigrating from the southern border, go through the door and we will process you in our system. Mm-hmm. And uh, you become eventually American citizen as long as you abide to and adhere to the laws of this land. The problem mm-hmm. is for the Democrats, they can't get people through fast enough that way. Because the thing is this, they're in power right now. The government can create policies and say, look, just come through the door, fill out some paperwork, and we'll get you approved in six months, two years, whatever. But right now, we're going to give you a temporary residential visa or whatever they do. That would be fine and dandy, but they can't get the masses that they want to come through the door because people are fearful of that it might be a trick. Mm-hmm. So what they do is come across the border. And the reason why the Democrats don't want a fence because millions can come across the border rather than having two or 300 coming and fill out paperwork a day or a week because the process is slower. So an, an immigration reform, I mean, I know that this has always been from many, many different presidents, immigration reform need to be uh, redone be, for many reasons, because, I mean, a legal immigration helps, actually helps the country. But the problem is we live in a time and a place that, that we need to know who's coming in. I, I mean, I mean, would you if if let's say, for example, your house, John, right? It's the United States. Do you like if somebody come in your house? without invitation, you don't know who they are, and, and they're going to sit on your living room and say to you, okay, now I'm here, get used to, I'm not leaving. <laughs> would you be happy? Let me tell you what would happen, Betty. Yeah. Someone was to walk in my house, sit his ass on my furniture. What I'm going to do, he's got about 30 seconds <laughs> to get the hell up out of there and go back where he's come from or go get in the neighbor's yard. <laughs> because I don't believe in open borders, nor do I believe in leaving my door to my house open. And this is what we do to this country. We leave our borders open so we can be exploited. You know, and the Hispanics that come through, they're getting exploited as well. That's another problem. The exploitation. You know, I mean, I'm, I talked to, to many, many um, um, Hispanic uh, citizens. And like mm-hmm. I said, and they they came here in a legal way, and they totally agree with me. It's I. It's not like I'm not sympathize with the people that actually want to come to um, to another country. But if you live, this is, I was talking one time with a friend of mine. I said the people actually come here legally. They understand that they are escaping a country that is so corrupt to come to a country that is not corrupt as, as, as their own origin country, but it, because you want to have a new start, a new life. But how can you have a new start, a new life if you bring the same corruption to the new one? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the, thing, the fact that they love about America is that, like, like I do, is the land of opportunity, the land of the free, the land of that, uh, you know, there is justice and... and uh, and the, you will not be in dangers like maybe in some other country. But the problem is, if you bring illegality, I mean, you are the same. You will have the same issue that you have in your own country. So there is a there is a reason why we have laws, why we have uh, borders, 
it's for the protection of all. It's not just for the protection of who actually lives in, you know, in Arizona, for example, or like in Texas. I mean, like Florida. Let's talk about Florida, for example. The people that are from Cuba that actually um, they live in Florida, they understand. They understand like how important it is to um, to be, you know, to live in the U.S., to be in a free country, to be, but. They, the illegal, the criminal, they don't care. And that it's, right. it's a big problem. Bandless, we've got about a minute left. That's a quick 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what happens when you have good conversations. Hey, Betty, now tell people why they should vote for you here in Utah. You got about 40 seconds left. Okay. Um, I will graciously uh, and humbly ask the vote for the people because I, I would be your voice. I am not a career politician. I don't care like to be, you know, a career politician reelected. I just want to get in, do my job, which is protecting a parent's rights, a children's rights. And, and then I want to get out. <laughs> I mean, well, I hope it's that easy for you because uh, I can tell you right now, there's a lot of people who get stuck in that chair. And they like the things that they get and the benefits. So, Betty, look, I want to thank you for being on the show. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Uh, I know you got convention this weekend. And um, take care of yourself and glad glad to have you. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is John Harvey, and I'm the host of the Modicus Podcast. Love you all. See you next week.